Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Howdy, all. It's Fun Day Friday here on the Hockey Buzzcast. Yes. Another another action-packed Thursday in the NHL, and Friday usually is light. Did you notice that, Russ? It's Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. Sundays, usually there's maybe four or five games, but Mondays and Fridays, there's usually about two games. If you look at the schedule this week, Monday had two games, Wednesday had three games, Friday had two games, and Tuesday, Thursday had 12 each, and Saturday has 12. Yeah, there's no accounting unless they decided that's like almost like an unofficial travel day. Either that or it's sort of agreed upon with the NBA that the NBA is doing Monday, Wednesday, Friday. So yeah, they stay out of – I mean, building situations. Yeah. I mean, that, that would make sense. But, you know, and I guess it would make sense. Although, although speaking about building situations, I don't know if you heard about the 76ers game the other day that got canceled – and, you know, it turns out it was water coming up from the ice, or at least that was the thought, the moisture. But uh, as it turns out, it was really the facilities team not turning down the thermostat in time. So there was too much humidity in the arena, and that caused the problem because it was a warm day. It was like a 60-something degree day, which is unusual. And it was as simple as if somebody would have turned on the thermostat a few hours before, it would have been okay. Yeah, because, I mean, I know – and the only way I know this is by is by being in the press box you know, um, when – on a Saturday night in Toronto when there was a Sunday afternoon Raptors game. And right – literally right after the cameras go off for Hockey Night in Canada and, you know, and the, the cleaning crews are cleaning the stands – the people go on the ice and they put on this layer of it's like a, a buffer layer between the basketball floor and the ice. Yeah, and it's plywood. It's yeah, usually it's plywood or, or something that would I don't know if it would soak something that would soak up the water. Probably not because they'd want it to keep the keep the it separated. But they yes. put that, yeah they put that it's layer like a plywood with the backing on it. That's what it is. Yeah, they put that layer in between it so that that wouldn't happen. I'm like, I'm thinking when I heard that, like somebody forgot the plywood. Right. But, but anyway. they didn't. It was a matter of temperature. Yeah. Well. Oh boy. Okay. Let's get let's get started here. Let's start the show. Hello, hockey world. Today is Friday, December second, twenty sixteen. I'm Russ Cohen from Sportsology. And I'm Michael Jello, and this is the Hockey Buzzcast here on HockeyBuzz.com. Uh, as I said, there were 12 games in the NHL last night. We'll touch on some or all of them, and Eklund should be with us in the second half of the show. Um, last night, Russ, I watched, I paid particular attention, even though it wasn't his first game back. His first game back was Tuesday in Ottawa, right. and he scored a goal and an assist in, the, uh, in a 5-4 victory over the Senators. But Jack Eichel, um, with the Sabres trailing 3-2, to ties the game, and then on a sort of fluky goal late in the third period, gives the Sabres the lead and the win, 4-3 to over the New York Rangers. Um, 
I watched some of this, and first of all, I have to say this because it irked me. Saber fans, stop booing Jimmy VC. It's not Jimmy VC's fault that their management was told by his agent, was told by Jimmy VC that he was going to free agency, and they still made the trade. Right. It's not his fault. He's having a good year. I understand maybe you're a little miffed because you were given some misinformation. Stop booing him. It's it's just stupid. And I said that yeah, last night. I mean, it's just, you know, it's like very just dumb booing, but this is what you get now. It's like, oh, look, you didn't want to play for us. It has nothing to do with that, but you can't tell fans that sometimes. So whatever, they're going to boo and I said the same. And I said the same thing. I predicted the same thing would happen when Stamkos came to Toronto the first time. That Toronto fans were going to be miffed that he didn't sign with them. I thought that was immature too. I knew mm-hmm. it was going to happen, but I thought it was. I, you know, I thought it was stupid that it did happen. But anyway, but let's get to the game. The, the like I said, the Sabers win four to three. Um, I mean, the, this is the thing with, with Buffalo. Um, I thought coming into the year that. They had an outside chance of making the playoffs. They needed basically everything to go right. In the first 20 games, not everything has gone right, but they're still, you know, on the on the periphery of being having a chance to make the playoffs. But right now, I think the thing that's going to hurt them the most, Russ, is the fact that they're not getting consistency out of their blue line. And they had to play Anders Nielsen again last night because Robin Leonard's still hurt. Yeah, and they played a good game though. They um, look. I mean, Matt Zuccarello's skate scored that that second Jack Eichel goal, but Eichel was right around there, and he was wreaking havoc. Uh, the Rangers defensemen were definitely having trouble with Eichel. Eichel was engaged. Eichel is, without question, the most important guy in that team. The leader. That team is going to run or not run with or without Jack Eichel. Like that's that's where they're at right now. You know. When Jack Eichel gets the puck passed to him or he sets up somebody, then Evander Kane looks a little better. Uh, so things went well for him. I think Nielsen made some big saves when he had to. I think the um, – look, Clendenning, you know, we talked about him the day before. He, he gets an assist, but then he could have had two holding calls, but he did have one holding call late in the game. And, of course, Eichel made him pay on that with the first goal. And so that's, that's the problem with Adam Clendenning. Everybody's wondering, like, why isn't he in the lineup? His possession metrics are good, and he gets points. He gives up points, too. And and the problem was that second penalty, or well, actually his first penalty, but what could have been a second, was the worst possible timing. They hit, The Rangers had the lead. There was like seven minutes to go in the game, and the game flipped on a dime like that. And those are the kinds of things, unfortunately, when you are like a seventh defenseman, when you have those things happen, you're going to be back on the bench, and he's back on the bench. Yeah, and uh, and you know, like I said, it was almost prophetic that we were talking about you know the Rangers and how you know how they're uh, putting this you know the Clendenning is I I think has been as you said a four a, a 4A player or a borderline mm-hmm. seventh defenseman and guys like Klein who is a free agent I think it's after next year right but overachieved last year and was mm-hmm. one of the reasons, you know, like he has a little under $3 million salary and he played like a $5 million defenseman last year. Now things have sort of come back down to earth a little bit, but there's a difference between like, okay, now you're back to being the bottom pairing guy that you everybody thought you were going to be to 
being scratched in favor of Adam Clendenning and and Nick Holden. And that that's I mean maybe may, maybe there's an injury here we don't know about. Maybe he's just and and Elaine Vigneault is giving him a break. But you know, come on, the guy's got to be in the lineup. I, I don't get it. He does, and he is back in the lineup now. And so this was just like a one-game penance. And I guess the Rangers got to look at what life without Kevin Klein is like. And and you know. He's important. He has gotten like 27 points the last two years, though. He's actually been very consistent on points. I think he's got six or seven this year. So it's easy to sort of marginalize a guy like that, but he has had important goals and he's had important moments. And at that salary, that's where he becomes very valuable. And now the next contract, okay, you know, you got to see what the next contract bears out. Uh, That may be one that you don't want to pay because you're paying too many guys. But right now, that salary is everything. Yeah, depending on how long of a contract he wants. If he wants a four-year deal and he wants over four million bucks, then all of a sudden his being, you know, economical that ends. And yeah. and I believe he's twenty-eight or twenty-nine years old, something in that age range. You know, the, and yeah. you know, so um, now just uh, just uh, on this game because it involves the Sabers. Yeah, I, I was talking to a couple people regarding you know the Sabers and the. <laughs> And the Maple Leafs are sort of on a similar track, yep. and um, you know the the say I mean the Sabers should be a year ahead because you know Eichel's in his second year, um, they've got O'Reilly as a number two center, Ristolainen and has about as much experience as Morgan Riley. You know they're very they're they're, they're on the same track. They they have a lot of similar type players, and I know that. Some observers in Toronto believe that the Leafs are ahead based on how the Sabres have played, but obviously Eichel's been out of the lineup. I, I look at it right now, and I still think the Sabres are a little bit ahead, even though I think the Leafs maybe have their number one goaltender and the Sabres don't. Uh, because I think the Sabres' defense, even though that's a weak spot for them, is better than the, the depth on the Maple Leafs' blue line. Well, what do you think? Yeah, I think that's fair, and Ristolainen looked good, and I think they McCabe is going to be a nice defenseman, and you know he's probably a second-pair guy, and I, I do think that. And Brendan Gooley is not that far from the NHL now. He's really been moving up the charts for for the Sabres. We, we just talked to Kevin Devine on the uh, on Hockey Prospect Radio about him, so people want to listen in. But he's, he's really developing quickly, and, and he really has a lot of offensive potential too. So – I think there is more because they started collecting or drafting or watching defensemen earlier than the Leafs did in this rebuild. And so they have that little bit of an edge. The Leafs have the Leafs have a little bit of an edge in net right now, but they have a little bit of edge in the blue line. So it's it's hard to say, but I think I think you could say the Sabres are a little bit ahead. I think that's uh, fair. Yeah. Um, and I mean Somebody was making a point because uh, the Le- the Leafs played Edmonton uh, on this Western Canadian road trip, and how if the Leafs were playing Edmonton or playing Vancouver all the time, that it would be, you know, a, a significant rivalry, especially uh, Edmonton with McDavid, the McDavid Matthews factor. Um, but that the real rivalry could be Buffalo versus Toronto with Matthews versus. Eichel, you know, American players, centers, they'll probably be in the next. I think they're all going to be rivalries. Like, why is one 
have to well, be the premier over the other. I think frequency. I think the fact that they're going to play the Sabres at least four times, maybe five. I mean, sure. they're only going to play Edmonton twice, once at home, once on the road. Right. You know, unless they switch divisions around and there's an all Yeah, that's the thing. You never know what's going to happen down the road. Yeah. I mean, for years, the Rangers were playing the Red Wings, and then for years, they didn't play the Red Wings, and now they play them all the time again. I mean, it's just that's the way the, uh, the alignments go. So I, I think that's always going to change. Uh, Boston Bruins won a 2-1 shootout victory over the Carolina Hurricanes last night. Shut it. <laughs> okay. Uh, Tory Krug ties the game late in the third period uh, after the Hurricanes had uh, led uh, much of the game. Uh, they scored a goal in the second period. Noah Hannafin scoring his second goal of the year. They go into the shootout, and um, – and now my phone is ringing. Um, <laughs> so and, um, we talked about the Hurricanes earlier in the week, and the problem with them right now is, I mean, they're getting goal, great goaltending out of Cam Ward, and he played great last night. But the absence of Jordan Stahl really exposes the lack of depth on that on that team. You know, Jay McClement was playing a lot more. They, yeah. they rely more on Elias Lindholm. I mean, I, you know they're they're 500 right now, and that that's a testament to you know I still think that that team needs to add some some talent, and Bill Peters gets as much out of his team than anybody in in the NHL. But without Stall, you know the more weight goes on guys like Skinner, and they they just don't have the depth to win consistently. No, they don't, and and this is maybe the one point where they miss Eric Stahl, right? They didn't really miss him all year, but but this is maybe the one point where they miss him because they just don't have enough depth there, and so. It's a problem, but we'll see. I mean, if they can manage to stay around 500, they still could be dangerous. I mean, I'm not going to count them out of the playoffs just yet because there's other things that I've liked in their game. You know, I, like I said, I like Ajo. Skinner's good. I like their defense. Guys like Slavin have really played well. Even Ward's played well, and I was a big detractor of Ward last year, but he's gotten on track this year. You know, Cam Ward being on track is a big deal for them. And Boston got a uh, got a win without Tuka Rask in goal. Anton Kudobin gets the win, and you know they survived that early season you know, trouble where they had you know Subban and McIntyre as their goaltenders. You know both Kudobin and Rask were out, and they're thirteen ten and one. So they're they're right. You know they're I think they're holding on to one of the wild card spots right now without looking at the standings. But I mean, Russ, I think it's going to be the same story as it's been for Boston the last couple of years. It's going to come down to a couple points at the end of the year, whether they make it or miss it. Yeah, I think so. I, I think – and and it is going to matter about injuries. It is going to matter. I mean, the goaltending is always going to be there, but but it is going to matter about injuries. I saw that, you know, the other night, like Spooner's playing on the fourth line. Like he yeah. – you know, they had hopes, higher hopes Ooh. than the fourth line for him. Now, Pasternak's played like a beast, and actually Ty had a great point. I mean, he's got 13 goals, and, and he's getting very little recognition for it. He's not on the all-star ballot. That's crazy. Yeah, and he, he scored he scored the uh, – I think he scored the shootout winner last night. He had a – it was weird because um, he was waiting for the referees to give him the sort of the nod to go, to, to go on a shootout attempt. He was like sort of standing or real close to the puck at center ice, and – the ref gave him the nod, and he went right away. He didn't circle back to get mo to get momentum. He just and uh, you know keep talking. I'm going to take care of this. Okay, okay. So 
it's Mutual of Omaha's Animal Kingdom here on HockeyBuzz.com. Uh, but no, I mean, it, it was it was strange because because Boston had a power play in overtime and unusually, especially you know in a four on three power play, they went with four forwards, which I, I thought was a little daring for Claude Julien. But you know they you know I guess they were pressing for the victory, so. It's it's understandable, but you know normally there's at least one defenseman out there. Didn't didn't hurt them because they got to the shootout. But you know Boston right now, I mean they need and they're winning with it. They're winning without Chara in the lineup, Russ. So it's 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 a in fact that if they can keep winning with him out of the lineup once he comes back, I mean he's an integral part of their defense still. Uh, if they can keep up this pace, then they they have a chance to make the playoffs. They showed the ability to come back against Philly the other day. I mean, they really – they're still a good team. They don't have the depth they used to, but they do have a little more depth on the blue line than they used to. So I think with Chara out, I think they can hold that for a little while, and I think they'll make it up with speed. And, for you know, Carlo's going to be the big key for as long as he can play well there. Um, the New York Islanders, who have been one of the worst teams in the league, uh, they – you know, they blew a 3-0 lead against the Pittsburgh Penguins, but then Anders Lee scores a tip-in goal late in the third period for a victory. And then last night they go into Washington and win 3-0, Yaroslav Halak with a shutout. Yep. Now, you know, Washington's having a good year, but not uh, not as great of a year as they had last year. I don't think they're going to be winning the, any President's Trophies. But, you know, the Islanders, I mean, this is a big – you know, this is two games in a row. Uh, you know, this sort of takes a – little bit of the pressure off the of Jack Capuano and the way the East is they win a few more games they're right back in the race yeah there's no doubt I mean right now this definitely takes the heat off I think I think right I think they're playing better now I think Halak is getting in more of a groove I think you're seeing some of the players like these are players with a lot of pride and they know their coach is in trouble and so you are getting sort of like their last ditch effort but I still don't know if it's enough, like I, it, I still think it's going to be fleeting, unfortunately, and and I still think we're still going to be down at this road in another week, where we're wondering if Jack Capiano has a job again. I think it's just like a temporary stay of execution. Well, I mean, yeah, if they if they get on a hot streak and win four or five games in a row, then I think the pressure will be off for a while. But if they go back to being a basically a 500 team and take a step back or, you know, Tavares doesn't score any goal. I mean, last night it was Chimera, Nelson, and Shane Prince. It wasn't Tavares. I mean, now he didn't have, right. I don't know if he had any, any assists, but, you know, Halak made 38 saves for the shutout. So he stood on his head. He did. I'm not going to get he those. He needs minutes. to do that. Unfortunately, they're at a point right now, a critical point where he needs to really stand on his head or they're going to have trouble. Yeah, I mean, you're not going to get that kind of performance every night. And if you do get that performance, you need to win. And they did. But um, trying to see who they play next. They looks like they play Sunday. They're playing the Red Wings Sunday night. Okay, that's a winnable game. That's a winnable game at home. But but the Red Wings are fast. We'll see. We'll see how that. Um, the Red Wings have struggled too. I mean, they. You know, they're. I mean, they're. I mean. A, about a week ago, they were in last place in the conference. Here's the thing, though. So we were talking to Tyler Wright on, on Hockey Prospect Radio from the Red Wings today, and people will get to hear that. And they talked about Anthony Mantha. He, he talked about now that he feels like Mantha has, is, is able to show more and do more, and he's got like five points early on, and that's good. If they start getting some, some movement out of Mantha in that lineup, that's going to help them a lot because they do need scoring. Yes. Um, 
The Pittsburgh Penguins uh, win over the Dallas Stars 6-2 at the Console Energy Center in Pittsburgh. Um, six goals, Russ, on the Dallas defense, on the Dallas goaltender. Yeah. Anti Niemi faced 40 shots, 34 saves. Did Klingberg um, play? Do we know? Uh, I can check, but I don't think so. Uh, and we scratched again. Yeah, let me. I'll, I'm checking the box score here, but I don't think he played. And if he didn't, you know, there's there is a, you know, I mean, there's your best defenseman. You know, you sh he should be in the lineup. Oh no, he did play. He, he was did play. One assist, and he was minus two. Did Honka play with him? Like on the Honka was minus three, so he probably yeah. played. Yeah. Um. So, I mean, I mean, Honka's a rookie. He's gonna have games like that, but he's he talented offensively. I mean, Klingberg is a guy that. I mean, this is Pittsburgh. They're going to exploit teams like that. I mean, the the Stars are right now just trying to survive defensively. They're they need that defensive unit to gel. They've made a lot of changes to it, and now they need it to gel. It's going to take a little while for it to gel. And the fact that it's sort of like fluid like this when you play a team like Pittsburgh, it's never going to look good. But the problem is, is that that defense needs veteran goaltending to cover up for them. Yeah. And they don't have that. They have mediocre veteran goaltending. Yeah. I mean, I, I didn't watch much of this game. I saw a few highlights. But, you know, when Nami is giving up six goals on 40, I mean, first of all, he shouldn't be facing 40 shots. But no. that's the reality of Dallas. They're going to give up a lot of shots. They're also going to create a lot of offense going the other way. But, you know, they, they need to be a little more protective of, the, of their own end. And it just hasn't shown it's that. It's a tough so. year for goaltending for them. It's just so far. Yeah. Um, the Red Wings, who we were talking about before, uh, they lost in overtime to the Florida Panthers. Uh, Jason Demers scores in overtime. Uh, now, and I, I'm pretty sure that that Florida lost to Chicago the first game for Tom Rowe. I, I, I mean, I, I sort of checked out on that one. I know Chicago was leading early, but I don't know if they ended up losing that game. But, you know. The, yeah, this is Tom Rowe's first win. Okay. So – He's one and one then, and I don't so know, things are better. Yeah, well, I mean, let's just I'm say kidding. This. I'm kidding. I know. Let's just say this. You know, there's gonna obviously there's gonna have to be a lot more of these for them to sort of get off the schneid. But I mean, this is a game where we're not a lot of shots. Luongo only made 20 saves. Barkov scored a goal, which has been few and far between for them because Barkov is not. I mean, this is a guy. You know, he's not a. He's not a a superstar offensively, but he is a 20 to 25 goal guy and he has three goals in 22 games. But he's also what, 21 years old. Sure. Sure. I mean, that's, you know, that's the other thing. And so you have to have him with the right guys. It's, it's going to take a little while. It is. What's amazing is the amount of coverage. Now the Florida Panthers are getting, and I'm not sure they wanted it. Well, I mean, you know? yes. And the thing is it's right. You know, it's let's leave, Let's not use the Donald Trump rule that you know all good all good media attention or all media attention is good. Right. Not when when the optics of the Florida Panthers are looking at uh, Gerard Gallant hailing a cab in Raleigh. Yeah. That's not good. No. And it, right now, I mean, that organization who was on an upward track for you know, two or three years with all these young players coming in and the feel-good story of Yarmir Yager at age 43, now 44, and all this stuff, all that positivity was flipped on its head 
in the last week with what's what happened with Gallant. Gallant was well liked in the hockey community. Now you have a first time NHL coach. You have you have the analytics crowd. You know this is this is their team now. This is their their champion. They're they're praying the Florida Panthers are a success because if they're not a success, then you know all of them are gonna all of them are gonna have to take their calculators and go hide somewhere. It's I mean I don't want to be so dramatic as that. I don't want to be as you know confrontational when it comes to the analyst crowd. You know, you know. I know, and I don't want to be as decisive as that, but but so far it does seem a little bit like that. I think it's calmed down the last few days. I really do think we're going to have to see in the next 10 games what kind of movement there is for them. I think that's going to be the key. Are they going to get into playoff position before the All-Star break? That's going to be a key thing because, you know, as it is, after the All-Star break, that's when we all start looking at the season differently. Uh, the the Philadelphia Flyers win a 3-2 overtime victory over the Ottawa Senators. Uh, Mike Condon was in goal for the Senators. Craig Anderson was taking a another uh, leave of absence to uh, take care of his wife, Nicole, who was battling cancer. Um, Claude Giroux scores in overtime. Uh, again, you know, here's, here's another team. As with as with last year, Russ. I mean, it's going to be life or death for them almost every game to get into the playoffs, and they have a well because they're rebuilding and they're and they're trying to win, and so that's you know that's the mode that they're in. So you you are in that situation. The thing that's working for them right now, and if it could stay working for them, could possibly get them in the playoffs. And that's Claude Giroux playing a little bit more selfish. I wrote about this on Four Philly Sports, and and I said if this guy gets a little more just a little more aggressive shooting rather than always trying to pass the puck and make that perfect pass, especially on the power play, then that's going to serve his team well. And on Boston, he had a nice power play goal. He had two goals last night. He scored the overtime winner. So he is shooting more. I know that local media here wants to attribute it to the fact that he just got engaged. I don't think his scoring has picked up because he just got engaged. I think his scoring picked up because he realized when they're passing the puck to me and I'm passing it back to somebody else, we're not getting points out of it. I'm going to have to do something about this. And he has. And I think that's a big thing. Does that mean he's like trying to earn his bonuses so he can pay for the rock that he just gave his girlfriend or his yeah, fiance? Maybe. maybe, but you know, and it was nice for him in Ottawa because he's a Hearst Ontario guy. So he's a local kid from out there played for Gatineau. And so for him to win a game out there had to be pretty nice for him. Yes. Um, in the matchup of, Superstar forwards, young superstar forwards, uh, Connor McDavid, and oh, Hayek, how's it going? Hello, good. How are hey. you guys? Good, good. Sorry, um, I can jump in for a little bit, then I got to go back, but I just wanted to touch base. Um, okay. apologize. Well, talk, talk about talk about the uh, the thing that you wrote about and yeah, um, the Shane Doan rumor. Yep. Yeah, that's what I've been chasing down too. There's two things going on right now that are really big involving um people in French Canada. Um, this is one of them, of course. The, the Shane. Now sh we'll start start with that one. So Shane Doan, as we all know, um, is a total family person and always has been a family person, right? And wants to, you know, he'll do nothing that you know isn't okay with his family. And for years, people have tried to get him out of there. Mike Fisher's good friends with him. Mike Fisher's tried to get him to come to Nashville for a long time, um, and that you know that just didn't seem to fly. Shea Weber's good friends with him too, apparently. And uh, he's in Montreal now. But beyond that, there were, there were words that started to come out over the last couple of weeks. I think I don't know who reported it. I want somebody reported it, that that he might actually be um, 
be willing to waive his no trade clause this year for the first time in a long time, um, or forever, uh, to basically go and try to win a Stanley to win a Stanley Cup. Yeah, I mean he's never waived his no trade clause, right? I mean this is guy he, was a, he, he waived his no trade clause when he was in the womb. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry, this is a guy that came that you know that came from the Jets. You know, this is like this is a yeah. Winnipeg. He was a Winnipeg Jet still, so. He's the last remaining. Sorry, be hard he's not going back to Winnipeg, though. We know that. I'm not going back to Winnipeg. So, um, Montreal, though, has decided that this is their guy, and they have uh, talking to people that they really want to get. Now, Shane has had a rough start to the season. Not not the greatest start for him at all. Um, but you know, kind of know what Shane Doan is, and I think a lot of that might have to do with the uncertainty of everything that's going on. And is he getting to the end of his career? Is this the last? He's season? forty years old. This is it. Yeah, this is it, right? So if he's going to take a shot at the Stanley Cup, he's going to take it now. And if his family's going to be okay with that, they're going to be okay. They're going to. I'm sure if he wants to do it, his family will be okay with it. Yeah, he's not he's, taking his kids out of school. He's just going to travel for half a year. Well, that's well, all. Let's just say this: if, he, if right. this is it, if this is his last year, it's three yeah. months away from his family max. Right. Right. If he goes to the trade deadline, but the Canadians really want to make this happen sooner than like the Canadians are trying. I think they. Everybody knows that Shane will waive his no trade clause to go somewhere at the deadline. But the, the question is, even though no one's officially said that, but everybody is assuming it, that he wants to take a shot and his family will be okay with him taking a shot. But the Canadians would like that to happen sooner than later because they want to get this their team together and chemistry and all that stuff. And they don't want him just to be a rental for a couple of months. They'd like him to be a – they'd like to get him, yeah, I was told, in early to mid-January. So – they got to be careful, though. The, the Canadians have to be careful because right. they're now adding the – Greasier, tougher guys, but they're slower guys. Right. And, right. and you've got to have the right combination of guys because Shane Doan doesn't skate like he used to. And so you have to have the right combination of guys like that. Otherwise, you're going to end up with one big, slow, tough line that you're not going to be able to use for yeah, the regular but, season. For the playoffs, you will, but not for the regular season. But, Russ, the thing is, I think the, the Canadians are looking at the fact that Arizona, A, could retain salary uh, on Doan. Mm -hmm. B, they probably won't have to give up a ton to get him because, you know, the Coyotes will probably want to do, you know, the guy who has been with them and been loyal to that franchise for years a favor. They'll yeah. get a draft pick. They'll get a good prospect. They'll get something like that. But they're not going to have to – they're not going to have to trade a Juleson or uh, – No, you know, probably like Michael McCarron. I, I bet you that's – Or Yaka Della Rose or somebody like that. They'll, they'll have to trade a secondary prospect and maybe a draft pick to get Dome. Right. Instead of like going out and having to trade a first round pick to get a Martin Hansel or somebody right. with a high echelon. And it makes sense to get him earlier because they want to get him to settle with the team, like say at the all-star break right. and not be at that late addition like Thomas Vanek was, who had a trouble adjusting late right. in the year with uh, Montreal. Well, like, Eck, what's Shane doing now? Are you even putting him on the power play? I don't know. This is uh, Michelle Terrian, you know, so it's – um. You know, like, yeah, I'd see, you remember how, yeah, I remember how long he played Gianta, you know, like, and how many minutes he played Gianta when Gianta mm -hmm. was at a similar stage in his career. Um, Michelle Terrian likes these kind of guys. He likes the responsible, you yeah. know, trustworthy veterans. He's into that concept, and I think he'll play him quite a bit. No, will he play him on the power play? Probably not, like you're saying. I mean, they have enough. Maybe the second power play. Yeah, and this is a team, you know, that, that uh, you know, if, if you're Shane Doan, you're like, okay, this they have a definite shot. I mean, they're, they've got Carey Price. They've got a solid, you know, they're, they're doing well. They've got a shot at the Stanley Cup. So they've where he's going to – They've got a mix of old and young. Like, Placanic's not getting any younger either. Right. So there's there's a weird mix of guys who want to win now and then up-and-coming players and then maybe the best goalie in hockey. And so it is a weird mix. Right. But it, right. it could be a mix that wins. It could be. 
maybe that maybe that maybe the guy that goes out is a guy who's been rumored to be traded over the last I'd say years, which is DeHarnay. Maybe they mm-hmm. don't in a deal for DeHarnay and move out one player and bring in you know, an, uh, an aspect that they want to, you know, I mean, he's a veteran guy, he's experienced, he's a good leader. He, you know, he would probably not have a problem fitting in on maybe a third line and not, mm-hmm. not have to play a top six role. Yeah. I think I, and I, Deharnay is a guy who I have heard that they would move and he was on my list of top 15 possible movement guys. And he, he is a UFA. So like you said, I mean, he's, 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 he's very movable. The, hey, hockey buzz just followed me. Hockey buzz just followed you, huh? I don't even know what that is. I don't even know. Hockeybus.com on Twitter. They have five followers, just so you know. Hmm. <laughs> not, that's not me. I know. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Um, you better notify somebody at Twitter that somebody's. Although, if you want to get the Hockey Buzz, you know to go to Sportsnet. We saw that yesterday. There you go. <laughs> they, even, they even have a similar logo. What? This, this, could, this, could, be a, this could be a pirated. Uh... I thought it was you, Axe, so I started following them. Um, it's hockeybuzz.com. What is Hockeybuzz. it? Hockeybuzz.com. <laughs> there is. I do have hockey buzz on Twitter. Just play yeah. Well, the, the the it's at hockey buzzing. This is this is yes, that hockey buzzing. This is a fake account. That is hockey wrong. Yeah. <laughs> they've got your link. They've got. Well, thanks. Sure. If they want to send people to our website, that's fine. More Without the buzz, it's just hockey is in the description. <laughs> really. Yes, look. Wow. All right, well, kudos. <laughs> We've officially made it, folks. We have a cloned account. We have a oh. fake account, yeah. Well, you know. Fake account. Tis, tis the season. The other thing I'm chasing, uh, now also, by the way, of course, Shane Doan is not, Montreal's not the only team, but I think it really doesn't matter as much. The Rangers wanted them. That was a year ago. I don't know if they do anymore. Yeah, and I'm sure they would get involved, but there's not, this is not as about as much, like people were saying, well, what other teams? I really... I heard Ottawa's interested in them for sure, but this is not really about who wants him. It's about where he wants to go. So it's, if he thinks Montreal is a good shot at winning, then fine. Um, if you want, I mean, I think, you know, he would probably go to Chicago. I mean, there's places he would go that they would have so many assets in Phoenix that I do believe they just want to do the best thing for him. Yeah, well, they do. They do. Well, I remember a couple of years ago, there was talk about him going to Dallas because Dallas was relatively close. I mean, right. if you want to consider, geography and teams that would have a, a chance to win you know you're talking la and anaheim that's not exactly a, a, a great distance from arizona where and you know they play those teams three or four times right. or four or five times so they're that's probably going for the right fit they're probably the gms are talking and yeah. they're probably telling them oh, yeah. where stone would fit in their lineup and he's going to go where he has the most playing time right? yeah and that, that's what it comes down to and you know um He's going to go where he has the best shot of winning. I think that's what's going to yeah. happen. I mean, you know, he might go that's to a place, awesome. you know, and that's, you know, this is what we saw the other day, guys. Uh, so Sportsnet here, I don't know if you can see this or not, probably not, but they say on the Sportsnet ad here, it says yeah. hockey buzz with Darren Millard and NHL insiders. So there you go. The, la- the latest hockey buzz. The yeah, latest I, wonder, hockey I wonder who sent that to you. <laughs> a little birdie sent that to me. Um, well, not so little, but a birdie. Um, <laughs> Yeah, that was a joke. Thank you. All right. Um, the other thing involving the province of Quebec, before I, I may have to actually buzz off here. <laughs> <laughs> buzz off. But I'm gonna put I'm gonna put on one more thing before I get because I'm chasing this other call, which is about to come in any minute. They said a quarter of four. So um and then we'll be five minutes. Don't rush it. Yes, I'm not gonna rush it. Here we go. 
the Quebec Nordiques franchise. Okay, so this is this has been going around like, and I said before that I heard I expected an announcement to be made before the expansion draft. You know, and I thought the announcement would come that they were entering the league in two years' time, um, basically one year after the Vegas team. Now that seems a lot quicker than some people said because you know of various things, but I actually it's not because the real thing that we have to remember here is I've heard the NHL has already said that they can have a franchise when they want their franchise to start. And it's all about them. It's all about the, uh, the Canadian dollar and paying at the right time. Right. Because other, if they pay at the wrong time, you know, you have to pay these, these entry fees are in American dollars. So that's a big well, difference. The Canadian dollar hasn't gotten better yet though. I mean, it hasn't gotten better. It's at um, about 75 cents. It's about 25% right now. Right, Donald, right. Trump will take, Donald Trump will take over and everything will be fine. So, um, <laughs> When that happens, no mentions that's two. Uh, I I wasn't here for the other one. Sorry. I know, I know. All right. So um yeah. So if he takes over, I think I think Donald Trump is a good bet. He will be good for the Canadian dollar, and um you know maybe more so the American dollar, and um we'll see what happens. So as all plays out here, but I do I I heard again that it's oh jeez I heard again that it sounds as if that's going to happen that we're going to hear about the announcement of the Quebec team that they're going to come in one year after the Vegas team. And okay. it's really up. It's really up to them, but it sounds like that's when they want to come in. It sounds like they wouldn't want to come in any further than that. And this brings me to my next topic of discussion, which I really want to do a whole show on, but I have come up with the ultimate, if we have 32 teams, the ultimate playoff scenario. All right. So I want to throw it bounces off you guys and I'll wait. And my call comes, I'll jump off, but I, they've said they might call me a little, I'm, I might have another five or six minutes. So I, here we I, go. Well, I think if it's thirty-two teams, you got to have twenty playoff teams. You have a play-in game in each in each division or each. I'll division. better you than that. Ready for my ready for my system? Thirty-two playoff teams. Okay, oh. now now listen. Now hear me out. Hear me out. This is how it ha- this is how it works. Okay, eight divisions. Okay, eight. I mean four divisions. Four divisions of eight, not eight divisions of four. Four divisions of eight. <laughs> okay. All right. The first place team plays the eighth place team in every division. Right. Okay. But the difference is this. And and the, and the, the rounds are set up the same way. But if you if you come in first, you only have to win two games in the first round. And if you come in eighth, you have to win five games in the first round. Oh. Okay. Now, so this is the so this is the deal. So everybody gets a playoff. Everybody gets in the playoffs. There's money to be made, but there's actually there's a great deal of great deal of benefit for getting into. Wait, every team makes the playoffs. Every team makes the playoffs. So but now the joke of every team making the playoffs becomes real. No, but the fact is, it's hard. I mean, you if you come in eighth place, you got to win five games. So, um, you have, so you have a meaningless 82-game season. That- no, 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 no. No, it's not meaningless at all because you got to win five of seven games. That's against the top team. That's really hard. You're going to want to be in eighth place. That's just – What about travel? Travel is going to be hard for that. Travel will stay the same. The, the playoff, they'll be set up the same way, the same exact kind of – Or if you're going to have to win five games, you're not having seven-game series. Wow, you you're having a seven-game series. That's crazy. Um, But because the other team could – you know, but it could be over in two. It could be over in two games. It could so, be over July fourth too. <laughs> no, no. Now if you come in second, okay, you got to win three games. Okay, so and then the the seventh place team has to win four. Good luck trying to figure this one out. Okay, no. And after that, after that, for the third and sixth and fourth and fifth, it's straight up best of seven series. The one, the but, one, thing, the one thing that I've heard regarding an expanded playoffs scenario is that the team that is first place would get more home games. Would get you know instead of getting four right. out of seven, would get five. Yeah, I think why do that when you can do this? Like when you can have, I mean, that is such so much. It's so much better than a home ice. Home ice advantage in the playoffs. We've always we've always said is 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 what it is. It's not 
it's not the greatest thing. It's not, it's not as a, Mike, good job spilling stuff all over yourself there. Thank you. Um, water. God. All right. I know it's water, but come on. All right. So here we go. I pledge allegiance. <laughs> <laughs> it's Friday. Um, all right. No, but I think there's no better benefit than getting first place and only having to win two games. So you have to win two out of seven, essentially. And if you, so if you win the first two, you win the first two. I'll think about it when I have a Friday night beverage because right think now it's about it. It would be it would be amazing. I I'm mean, even a Friday night beverage right now. Can't you tell? It would be incredible because you'd every team would make the playoffs. There would be a huge amount of push to make the first two spots in the play in in the division because you're you'd only have to win either two or three playoff games. You can even make it that the first place team and the second place team only have to win two. You realize then you're also pushing back the order for the draft. Like they won't even know the order of the draft until. I don't know a few weeks a few weeks before like they literally right well this you know, is the, at least the first half of the draft is figured out pretty quickly that would take forever that would set the it's draft just, people it's going to it gives you another round of the playoffs so you have to start you have to start October 1st no but question you have to start being the reasonable one on the show but i i think that the the pot, the you know cuz remember when when the lockout or when, when the lockout happened a few years back there right. was talk as part of the the new CBA as an expanded playoff up to 20 teams with a with like 7 versus 10 8 versus 9 and yep. eight. They're like a best of three because there's been best of threes, or even you know eight versus nine in a. Uh, those are such crapshoots. Like best of threes, you know. I mean, to me, that's that's not a real like crapshoots. I I have to go with Eck on that one. I didn't like them, Mike. I felt like. Well, I, I know I agree, but what about remember when they used to have like first place sixteen and you have a best of three in the first round? Like yeah. I think the first they were time, loopy. They were loopy. What about what about playing games? What about what about eight versus nine in a playing game? I mean, yeah, if you I mean, think I will tell you this. I would be okay with a playing game because at least it's like, hey, winner takes all. You push all the chips. You know, I, I was against it initially in baseball, but I've seen where at least you could set things up for your team where you feel like you have the best chance. Yep. And so for, and But for baseball, it's hard because of starting pitching. For hockey, there's no real problem. So I think, best of, I think a one-gamer is better than a three-gamer, to be honest. Yeah, and if and, and honestly, if you think look at look at the way the playoff schedule is, the regular season usually ends on Sunday. The playoffs start on Wednesday. On Monday and Tuesday, you could have playing game one, playing game two, and the and the disadvantage is if even even if you win, you're playing your opening game of the next of, of the first round of the playoffs on Wednesday or Thursday. So yeah. if you not to finish in eighth or ninth place, to finish in seventh, so you don't have to do that. But here's the thing, okay? Let me let me just let me just and tell ESPN could purchase that and put it on their app. Yeah. Right, right, right. Um, <laughs> on, the, on their app, there you go. It could be on the, uh, you know, I don't NBC know. Or on NBC's app, or okay. yeah, right, on the Food Network, for all we know. Um, so, no, the first, so the first, um, but the first round of the playoffs is always the best, right? That's you got eight games going, sixteen teams. Imagine having sixteen games going in the first round of the playoffs. I mean, imagine like what that would be. It would be incredible. And then the second round would be still amazing. I would need a leave and some Alka Seltzer, just too much. It's just. Are there crazy. enough referees to go around, or good uh, referees? Maybe not, but um, that's very possible. I mean, we could we'd have to bring in some refs from the we minors, but, some from the KHL. That's or you know, we could say the first place team doesn't have to have a referee in their game. Um, they can <laughs> have... We're not using robots. What are we doing? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. They, there are no rules apply. If you finish in first, you get to play oh, without rules. And and re and refereeing for the Montreal versus Boston game, Hal nine thousand. There you go. Right. I would rather 
I'll, I'll go put it on, out on Twitter for someone to win the chance if to rest. We're going to go with your system. I would rather all the first place teams get a buy. You can't have this many games at once. I don't, but no, I, 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 the, then you then not everybody makes the playoffs, Russ. I mean, they got it. See, everybody's got to make the playoffs. Not every, no, this isn't, no, you can't do that. No. The, this, this, it's so, it'd be so, because imagine this. Okay. If you're finishing eighth, okay. The right. first two games are on the road. So you don't even know your team has to win one of those two games to even get a game at home in the playoffs. Um, okay, because, I get that. And that's and if they do win a game, that's how exciting is that? They've won a game. We're getting a game at home in the playoffs. It so, would just so, the, the excitement of this, I think, would be it would be immeasurable. It would be great excitement. The problem is fans with the last 10 games of the year will be seeing the worst possible product for some NHL teams because they're going to be sitting guys and resting guys waiting just to get into the playoffs to play that game. It's not going to ha- – a lot of these teams, we're not going to have to go down to the wire. That's going to be the problem too. So like you're saying that seventh and eighth are the first and second. And other. I mean yeah, – I think you're going to have – I think you're going to have at least three or four, four throwaway games for te- – you know, for- no, I think we already see that. I mean, is that any different than it is now really? It might be a little more different. It might be a little – a few more. Yeah, maybe a few more, but I think that's a, that's a will that's a willing I'm willing to take that sacrifice for having a 32 team first round. I think it would just be it would be so incredible because it would have a real sense of it would be it would be like you know the NCAA March Madness type thing. You would have like so be, much stuff. I think injuries would be insane. Yes, it could be. I mean, the first I think I just think you'd have some incredible first round matchups, and I think you'd have you'd have a real race at the end of the season to get into those first two spots because. It, it, and imagine if imagine if a team if an eighth place team would win that would win five games out of seven against the top team that would be an oh, okay. Un- so I'm going to now give you a scenario that would I would hate and I think a lot of teams would hate, but under your system it could happen. So right. for next year Vegas plays for the first year. Obviously right. they're making the playoffs. Right. And, you know they have let's say Mark Andre Fleury. He stands on his head. Maybe they play against a team that has the flu. Maybe against another team that has injuries and somehow they managed to win the stanley cup in their first year of existence i gotta tell you that's not going to play out very well if they can beat the team that finished first in their division five out of seven games they deserve and it's possible actually five out of yeah five out of six games essentially because they can't but what if they go through a season and let's just say their record is 20 games under 500 yeah but they're making the playoffs they're making the playoffs. They're going to be horrible, but they're but they, but you want them to make the play. Make them making the playoffs. I mean, how much would you watch that? Uh, if 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 so, say they're against. I don't know. For some reason, they're in the same division as San Jose, and San Jose is is a great is one of the best teams in the NHL. All right. So the first round. Do you tell me you're not watching that first night of San Jose? Yeah, I watch, but like, let's say Joe Thornton trips over his beard and something else happens, <laughs> and these injuries. Like I'm just saying, they could they could. Well, I know. Or, they're, or, they're, they're, or Brent Burns trips over his bad suit. Yeah. Yeah. Or you know, or the players decide to gamble too much when they get back to Vegas. And they, they can have a horrible regular season and win a Stanley Cup in their first season. Yeah, but I'm telling you, that, that would not play out well. If they deserve that, if they can beat that first team five out of six games, I mean, that's unbelievable. I'll tell you who will like your system are the Vegas odds makers because they would get a lot more action on NHL games. There's not even a question in my mind. Oh, yeah. I, 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 I tell you who likes my system. Everybody watching this. Everybody watching this except for you two jerks love this system. <laughs> Everyone, they think stop. that this – <laughs> no, they think because everybody's watching, so they're like, "Wow, they're they're starting to see it in their head how this would play out." I mean, imagine the brackets that you'd set up and stuff like that. Imagine the uh, you know just that first night of wow, you know my team 
You know, they only got to win. They only have to win two games. Talk about choking. Can you imagine? Yeah, so now, like the center ice package for the last like month of the season, instead of like four ninety nine, it'll be like ninety nine cents because that's right. what it'll be worth. Right. But imagine, imagine the Rangers, and they're up against. Let's say they're up against. I don't know, Carolina, and you know they they're thirty five points ahead of them in the standings, and and they're sitting there, and you know, and and they choke and they lose the series. Can you imagine? I mean. That would be the ultimate unbelievable scenario. They lost. They lose five of seven games to the Hurricanes. That's what means, it is. So you don't just have to win one or two games on the road to get to win the series. You have to win three. That's what you have is. to win three uh, games on the road. The eighth place team would have to win three games on the road to win to win the series. If I had a magic eight ball, I would ask it. But otherwise, I'm I'm out. <laughs> anyway, I might be wrong, but I think that I think that <laughs> you might be. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I can see all the problems with this too, but I also know that this is the damn good idea. And I think that if the NHL is listening today, I would like to propose this at the next board of governors meetings. I, well, I just, folks, we, we have to say that we ended the week on a bang with a bang. I, I, I will mean, say this. If we you, have to have a 30 second team before we can do any of this. <laughs> if, you, if you do get to the board of governors meeting with this, Yes. I'd like to see you do a color-coded chart for this because that's a lot of colors, man. I can do that. I will do a color-coded chart for you next week, Russ, that we will – on this show. I will bring it up, okay? I promise you. Okay. All right? I look okay. forward to that day. <laughs> Thank you for helping us and supporting us on Patreon.com slash hockey. Thanks for watching the show. We really appreciate it. Next week, we'll have some Patreon shows for you, I promise. And make sure if on Patreon you get your little um, your your uh, Skype or Google thing to me so I can do a hangout with you because I want to learn to talk to all yeah. of you who support us. And um, we'll be back on Monday, at which time over the weekend, you'll I promise you're going to think about this. I, all of you who are watching this, you're going to think about this scenario. You're going to be like, wow, Eklund is right. That he knows exactly what he's doing. He's going to create the most incredible hockey spectacle at all a pro sport that has 32 teams in the playoffs. That's like that's just one less round than the field than than the NCAA tournament. This and then is you're what looking, lack of sleep does for you, folks. <laughs> um, remember, <laughs> without the buzz, it's just hockey. We'll talk to you soon. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.